have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg warrant, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Derby Day edition of the Two Units podcast. It's grand final day for punters at HQ. So we're looking to look at a stacked card at Flemington, including four Group 1s. We're also going to go around the grounds and look at specs across four states as well. We've got footies fodder, the Sultan's Supper, pack your nags, and we'll round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me as always is my great mate, who, let's be honest, is quite airborne at the moment, uh, the Sultan. Saltsy boy, welcome along, mate. Huge week coming up for us. Thanks, mate. What do we got? Was it Elon Musk and Richard Branson or some, something along those lines? But anyway, I'm coming back down from outer space with them as well. But <laughs> no, it's been a good week, mate. And like you said, Derby Day, as much as they want to change it, as much as they want to take it away from us, Derby Day will and always will be the grand final of racing, the biggest day of the year. And I can't wait. Absolutely pumped, hey. And then we got a huge week to follow, Salts. And this week, so listeners, just keep your uh, notifications on your streaming services peeled there because two units, one cup will be launching on Sunday, which uh, we're going to take a big in-depth look at the Melbourne Cup, aren't we, Salts? Recording live from Flemington on uh, on Sunday. We're pretty excited for that. I don't know what sort of state we'll be in, but we'll be, we'll be cherry ripe by then, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Runner by runner preview, two units, one cup. Can't wait, mate. Yeah. The race hey, stops a nation. It is, mate, but let's worry about that on Sunday and get stuck into the Derby Day episode, and the first thing we kick off with, as always, is footies fodder. And we put out the tweet last night, and uh, I actually put this tweet on uh, on the back of your purple highlighter job, Salts, which you didn't sort of come clean with on the pod last week, but certainly went hard on Twitter afterwards. And we wanted to know what your number one rule is when doing the form. So before we get into the honourable mentions and winners, Salts, I want to throw to you, and I want to ask you, and I'm sure the listeners want to know too, what makes a purple highlighter when you're doing the form? Yeah, well, this is more of a generalization, but early on, I made the mistake of disrespecting maps and tempo. Now, Hawksy reckons they don't mean anything, but they mean a lot, and tempo is everything. And I did back too many get-back horses without assessing whether or not it sets up right for them. And I'll still back them. I'm not a bloody robot, but... Only when the setup's there and the speed is on and, and the draw is right. Otherwise, you can just pen them because you lose long term. There's nothing I love more than an on-pace or a leader that's fit and proven to love the fight. And a lot of people say non-winners don't exist, but fair income they do. And horses have personalities and, and some love the fight and some don't. And any on-pacer for me, and you know, you referred to the purple highlighter, it's come out twice. But whenever I have a good go at something, Eduardo cop two units once at Doombin, it's it's always going to be an on-pacer or a maps leader that can find the front or thereabouts in a race run to suit. Now, that doesn't exactly mean a dawdling tempo. They might be a horse that likes to find the front and bowl along and absorb that tempo. But that coupled with pass ratings that can win or a predicted improved rating, which is, it is up to the judge, that most times can get my money. And, and let's look back at, at that fill-up that we had on Sunday and, you know, that 
all five of those winners were just gutsy on paces. So mm. they pay long-term and, and you can make a lot of money off them. So that's that's what I love the most. And I reckon people would have would have noticed that over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, excellent, mate. Hopefully this uh, hot run of form continues through the Melbourne or through the Flemington Spring Carnival uh, as we kick off on Saturday. Hey, uh, let's get into the honourable mention, Salt. So we had some absolute rippers sent in, actually, just people uh, assessing how they do their own form. The first one, the first honourable mention, and of course the honourable mentions get a two units, Jason Stubby Holder, is Schmitty. Now, Schmitty's message in and he goes, this is how he goes about it. He looks for the shortest price. He declares it immoral, uses a few words like smart and maps world. It looks like he has a clue, has 10 bucks on the nose, blows his own trumpet when he wins, Gets banned for winning twenty two dollars, then rinses and repeats. Not bad, not bad, Schmitty. I like that one, Salts. Not bad, and and also a number one rule is blow your own trumpet because seriously, when you lose, you cop it. So you may as well feel bloody happy when you win. <laughs> the next one here is Paul Cloherty, and uh, his little his number one rule is after it's had its first start, it's turned out for a spell, then comes back a couple of months later to its second run. He loads up. He reckons it works 60% of the time, every time. He's got a bit of Sex Panther there about him. Paul Cloudy. <laughs> I don't mind it. i got uh, Trent Krebin here. He looks at fields and markets when they first come out to let the brain work in the background for a day. And he says, I'm surprised how much I've subconsciously thought about the race and done the form in my head. And I, I know you can, and I can certainly uh, – sort of relate to that because you know I'll, I'll look at races and the other week when i cop- gave that thing the put pur- i knew i was going to give that thing the purple highlighter if the if the weather was right and i'm i'm lying in bed and i'm and all i'm thinking about is is linda meach on a front runner i'm bloody struggling oh, to get sleep oh no oh my god <laughs> i could certainly relate to that one too that's not bad trent you get a uh you get a stub dog hey uh this one's pretty funny this one's from nick tonks uh, Tonksy clearly rates his own uh, form <laughs> analysis here, Salts. He's got, after finding the horse I think will win the race, I then rule it out completely and find something else. So Tonksy, <laughs> yeah, I like it. He's backs his own ability. So uh, yeah. he gets a stubby holder. Good on you, Tonksy. Good confidence, mate. Now, there's one tabloid, Kieran. We're not going to read it out. And if we're an X-rated show, this would walk in by the length of the Flemington Strait. But we've got a clean rating, and that's the way we're going to keep it for legal issues. But good one, tabloid. We, we, we did like that. You got the winner, mate. Uh, yeah, I do. And it's Benny Long this week, and I like this one. Benny Long's number one rule Uh Number one rule when he's doing the form is he likes to steal the form guide from the local cafe on a Friday, just straight out of the straight out of the paper, and he reckons weekend's already off to a winning start before a horse has even jumped. So good work, Benny. You get a one hundred dollar booze bud voucher for your number one rule when doing the form in punting. Excellent what about stuff. that? He's he's got the five finger discount and then he's picked up a bloody booze bud voucher and a Jason Stubby holder to boot. <laughs> I know. Benny's flying here. Hopefully a good start to the Derby Day weekend for you, Benny. Uh, Mate, it's time now to get into the Sultan's Supper, a chance where we get to invite people for great performances in the week gone by. And the first attendee at the Supper this week is Cliff Gotts. 
So Cliffy Boy, old Cliff Goss, is a trainer from New Zealand, trains a horse, five-year-old horse called Gold Watch. Now, this horse hadn't raced for eight months, Salts, and uh, lobbed up on Sunday at Tarapa and uh, put them away for his fifth straight win and looks to be a bit of a group horse over there, actually. Great training effort, but even better training effort considering Cliffy Goss is 90 years young, Salts. That's outrageous stuff 90 years old training uh training a you know, quality horse that looks like it's going to go on and win bigger and better races than that over over the dutch in new zealand so we're having cliffy goss over for something nice at the supper absolutely maybe some some kidney or, or liver or something but <laughs> mate I'll, I'll be happy to wipe my own ass when i'm 90 let alone train a horse but mate i'm going to bring two along here and our suppers have been a, a little bit too civil of late, we want to bring mm. two people to come along and, and butt heads and potentially stab each other in the face with a fork during the stuffer. <laughs> so we're inviting Glenn Boss and Dennis Pagan. Inviting these two blokes along because they've come to blows over Pagan's Johnny Get Angry acceptance in the Cup on Tuesday. And Bossy's come out and said that he shouldn't be in the race. He'll attract no turnover whatsoever. And he's called him an absolute speed hump. Oh, he speed humped him. <laughs> he's absolutely speed humped him, which is extraordinary. And old uh, Denny P has come out and said, the old uh, once a big mouth, always a big mouth. So oh, no. This it's is the absolute, stuff we love. It's an absolute dad comeback. Isn't it? We'll, we'll get him along and we'll see how much uh, fondue bossy can shove in that big mouth <laughs> and whether or not Dennis will feed him or not. Oh, it's the most, I, rom- it's the most what, romantic yeah. dish salts. That'll really mend the bridge, I reckon, between them. A nice Dude, little sharing of fondue. It would, mate. And look, Dennis Pagan coached a very good uh, North Melbourne side and, and was often feared and, and very much scared his players from all reports. And, and Bossy's just a little jockey. So <laughs> I reckon Pago might feed him big time here. I reckon Bossy <laughs> might want to avoid him in the mounting yard because he'll throw him over the grandstand. He's absolutely going after it. <laughs> All right. Well, interest. Cliffy Goss is going to have the front row seat to the Boss Pagan show at the supper. <laughs> um, so that's the supper this week. It's time to move on now, Salts, to pack your nags. And uh, this is a chance where we get to send things packing from a week gone by. And we both came up with something pretty similar here, Salts, and uh, I'm going to let you take it away. Oh, oh, mate, the scanner, <laughs> the CT scanner. It's an absolute scanner printer. This is what I reckon's happened to the CT scanner for, for the Melbourne Cup. Anyone that's worked in an office knows this. What they've done is someone's gone up to use it and it didn't work, so they've thought, oh, you know what, let's leave this for the next person to fix because I'm not fixing this bloody printer. And then the next person's come up and thought, Nah, stuff that. I'm not using that. I'm not going to fix that. I can't do that. Left it for the next person. So that's what's happened now. They can't get the part in. <laughs> I reckon I've got my theory of my own salts. I think that they've purchased the CT scanner from IKEA and it was actually just missing a part when they purchased it. And they've just come up with one part missing and 94 Allen keys left over. That's what I reckon. <laughs> That's what I reckon's happened. And this is this is the d- determining whether horses run or not in the race that stops a nation salt. So I just can't get my head around it. That's, that's got to go. Extraordinary setup, yeah. It's extraordinary. All right, well, that's Pack Your Nags for this week. Hey, we've got a huge edition of the spec segments, and we're going to uh, roll straight into those after this short break. 
Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for Salt's Specs. And as always, it's proudly brought to you by our friends at Top Sport. Uh, we got Specs today across four tracks. we got Flemington, Rose Hill, Morfittville, and we got a little tip at Eagle Farm as well. Uh, Saltsy, we're going to kick things off at HQ, Flemington, straight off the bat. How can we expect the track to be playing? And I know there's a little bit of rain coming in the next couple of days. So what can punters expect there? No, nah, it'll be a good four, mate. It takes a lot to shift Flemington. It'll be a good four and, and the track will be fair. Excellent. Hey, we're going to kick things off, Salts, uh, tips-wise in the spec segments with race three, which is the group two wakeful stakes for the three-year-old fillies over the 2,000. Generally a pretty good form reference, this one, for the Oaks on Thursday with previous winners, including Miami Bound in 2019 and Aristia in 2018 as well. And there's something that shows up here that you're, uh, you like, Salts. I do. I like Barb Raider. I think she's a little bit over the odds. Wrote a good tempo coming back in trip in the 1,000 guineas. She was 18 back to 1,600. The 1,800 win was dominant. She's well set up here to get to 2,000 metres, and she gets three kilos off the winner of that 1,000 guineas yearning and, and a far more positive map and race shape today. So Barb Raider for me in the third. And, yeah, you're getting about $6.50 there uh, for Barb Raider. Hey, Salts, I'm also going to have a little each-way dabble in this race, and I've identified one at huge odds here in Native Girl at 51 bucks and $12 to place. So I followed her last week in that Group 2 uh, Phillies Classic, and it was it was a bit of a horror watch. It was a weird race. They jammed the brakes on. They went hard, jammed the brakes on, got flushed out 3-4, and then eventually five wide and just looked as though everyone, everything went wrong in that race for her and still managed to finish off pretty well. Start prior to that at sale, she she flew home. So I think she's untapped and I think she's going to eat the trip and I just think 51 bucks is just a stupid price. So uh, Native Girl is an each-way bet for mine in the wakeful there as well, Salts. Lovely. Uh, let's move on to race four now, which is the Group 2 Linlithgow Stakes over the six furlongs, straight down the guts. Uh, Saltsy, uh, one of one of our favourites here. Uh, you're lobbing with in race four. Yeah, we'll talk about gutsy on paces, and we've got Kemal Parser here, and they elect to come here over a very very winnable Group One last week at the Valley, and his love of the straight six at Flemington makes him very hard to beat. The up and comer here, Oxley Road, gets five kilos off him, but he is going a thousand to twelve hundred, which is not ideal. And we're yet to see him in an eyeball-to-eyeball battle. When he won over here 1,200, he did it as he liked. I think Kemi P relishes the fight. He leads. Willow has a great record on him and at Flemington. And I think when push comes to shove in that final 50, he's going to be the one knuckling down and saying, I'm too tough, I'm too good. Kemal Passer, 380 with top sport. Nice. Hey, guess what, Salts? We're about to go mono e mono. Mano e mano. Because I really like Oxley Road, and Kemi's one of mine, and Oxley Road's one of mine too. So this is, I just think, uh, yeah, you mentioned the step up from the um, the 1,000 here, but second up from a freshen after beating Malkovich last start, and they gapped third there at Caulfield. Uh, the start prior to that got 
got run over by Mars Crusader, which reads pretty well for this too. Uh, I think he runs his own race. He can lead, take a sit if Kemi pulls the trigger as well. So lightweight, rock hard fit for this. Blake McDougall is a jet, and I'm pretty keen on Oxley Road at 320 salt. So we're going head-to-head with the two in the market in the Group 2 Linlithgow Stakes race four at Flem. Uh, let's move on to race five, Salts. This is a this is a ripping race. I can't wait for this. This is the Group One Empire Rose Stakes over the mile, and again, we're she's we're parting ways again here, Salts. Who have you come up with, mate, in the uh, Empire Rose? Yeah, I like Tafane. The only real gamble with her is how has she come through that brutal run Turak handicap? Because if she's come through it, then she's easily the one to beat here. She was four weeks off into that, given three weeks into this which may assist her recover from it. And she's just in so well at Phillies and Mare's weight for age. She's shown at 1,600 metres that she can race handy and keep kicking. She gave I'm Thunderstruck six kilos last start, was held up and then burst through and nearly got there. She ran incentivized to 1.2 lengths here over the, the mile at weight for age. And she's a good mare that, that maps forward and maps well on a bulletproof bet, Sofano. At $3.40 on Top Sport. Yeah, I'm actually going against you there, Salts. So I'm just, I think uh, I'm going with a horse who I think's just been prepped for this. This is the grand final. I think Tafane for me has had a couple of GFs already. And I'm going with Mystic Journey at six bucks. I reckon she's back. I tipped her last time on the show and she was enormous in that run in the Rose of Kingston over the 1400. Absolutely savage the line. Ran a big last 200. Uh, she's beaten by the other Tassie mare, actually, still a star that day who lobs here as well. And she's a good horse, but I think advantage Mystic Journey over the mile. So um, third up, drawn three. Hopefully she'll posse up and, and stalk what's to, what looks to be a pretty strong speed. And, yeah, as I said, she's been set for this GF day, and I'm having a good bet on Mystic Journey. And, mate, you can get 220 to place about Mystic Journey, and I don't know if, you know, the listeners out there that are big place betters, but I just think 220 – 220 a place for Mystic Journey is just good, good darts, good areas. Yeah, mate, you look, you mentioned drawn three there and, you know, mentioning is a positive. I, I actually see that draw as a negative for her. I, mm. I, I, I wanted to find her, but I do dislike inside draws for her and all her best runs at Flemington are when she's in that wide line. She won the guineas punching through, but mm. I think she's a horse, a mare that likes galloping room. And if she doesn't get it, I can't see her winning, so going to need a good ride. Yeah, she certainly had that pattern. It's sort of been that flashing light those last two runs, but, yeah, just hoping the miles, she's got enough grass to do that. Uh, let's move on to uh, race number six now, Salts, which is which is the feature race on the card, the uh, Victorian Derby, and she's I found this a hard race to assess, mate, but you've come up with a little bit of value here uh, over the 2,500-metre feature race for the three-year-olds yeah i have and i'll have 0.7 units on allegron he's mm. three weeks between runs to 2500 which isn't ideal the few coming here either on seven days or 14 days but he cops a leading jockey in brett preble getting on a really nice map you know it's a very difficult start the 2500 straight into a bend he cops a real nice map to just slot in just off the pace I loved his run in the spring champion last start. He made an early move. He was left behind a touch from the four to the 200, but then he's run the second fastest last 200 of the race behind Profondo, who could be anything. He ran a race fastest last 800, and he just looks to be dour enough to run this trip out, and he does bring that X factor from up north, which could be 
the best form. We're not quite sure yet. We haven't quite seen it marry up. So I think he's worth a gamble at $10 Allegron. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Hey, no tip for me here, Salts, but there's just interesting runners to look at. Like every time I've looked at it, I've sided with someone different. And I just want to ask you about a couple. So the first one is Hitotsu at seven bucks. And this horse has gone from a Donald Maiden to the Caulfield Guineas then is going third up into a derby. So not your traditional form line. His run of the guineas is pretty good, but would you put it past Mar and Eustace to pull this off, Salts? I wouldn't put it past them, mate. You know, they're geniuses and and they know exactly what they're doing. Mm. At his age, it, this is his second prep, which makes it a bit more attainable. You know, he's had a prep under the belt before, but it is a jump that that I would not want to back you know, I, I know that they're good, but it's not very traditional and I don't want to back it. Yeah, it's sort of, it's it could be a little bit short perhaps in the market for that, you know, mm. non-traditional risky form line. Hey, the other horse I want to ask you about is uh, Forgot You, so the Bussett and Young trained horse, and she's oh, back this last start. I was, I was at the pub and there was about 20 people that had backed this horse and we just all given up at the 600 and then it just, it just looked like it was gone, found again, and then got warm again at the eighteen fifty, and somehow won. Does what? How does a horse continue on from that sort of race last week? Is it due a flat one now? Is that a bit of a gut buster? How do you assess its chances in the Derby? Well, I'm not entirely sure. It rated down on his Guineas run, but he was very good in the Guineas. In general, when when we're talking about stayers, when they hit that flat spot and come again, you're looking at saying that horse wants further so i think he gets what he's after i just couldn't get him as short in the market mate and with a leg run at the better odds i thought he was the play yeah and without spending 84 minutes on the derby salts just gun stock uh mate he was huge in the caulfield classic we were both with him on the show it looks probably the best of the local chances were you um would you turn listeners away from from getting involved with gun stock on on saturday Nah, but the the barrier sucks. That twenty five hundred meters straight into the bend, he's either got to work, or he just gets too far back. So, bit of a risk. So, if he wins, he's just the best horse, basically. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, mate. Let's move on to race seven. This is the Group One Coolmore Stud Stakes over the six furlongs, straight down, straight down the guts. This is probably the race I'm looking forward to the most on the card. I think actually, it's it's a really Looks like a, a bit of a, a good betting affair, to be honest. And uh, you really like one here, mate. Uh, I'll take it away. Yeah, I, I like Extreme Warrior. He's winning the Blue Sapphire at Caulfield. Was, it wasn't just impressive to the eye. It was awesome on the clock. He tracked a really good speed, and then he let down hard in the fastest six to 200-meter split of the entire meet, peeling off that hot speed. The only runner in the race to break 12 seconds home for his final 200, and it was 11.79. He tracks the speed again today, and he handles the straight. Being third up and on the up, I think they might not see which way he went. It's a bit hard to to measure what improvement is left in him, but that win second up after sprinting off a slow tempo to break a maiden in a chuka, you know, you don't see at that level gaps back in the field like that that often like he's beaten scissor step by what seven seven and a half lengths scissor steps come out and 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 ran serious time at the valley last week mm. and, and nearly won so i know that's not the not the best form but you know he did put a hole in profit here he was only 
two and a half off him at weight for age, over a thousand meters as well. So, yeah, he's a good bet. Extreme warrior. Extreme warrior at four forty. Hey, Salts, I'm siding in this race with uh, with one of mine as, again in Kalos at twelve bucks three fifty. Think it's good one by three play. So. Uh, think uh, we'll smash the clock at Hawkesbury. Spoke about that on the show. Then, then backed it up in the Dane Hill and won very well against some pretty good three-year-olds. And I love the way that Kersley clicked him up from the clock tower uh, and then just extended. Uh, ticked the straight track column as well and just flying this prep. Come back as a you know a really strong three-year-old. So I'm pretty keen on Kalos in a, in a one-by-three play as well, Salts. Yeah, he did win well and he's a nice horse. He, he definitely needs to elevate. He needs to elevate some four and a half, five lengths. I think a fast tempo here will help him do that. I do yep. query the Dane Hill as a lead up. I think it's an inferior form line, an inferior rating race. But who's to say he can't improve? You know, he, he improved from Hawkesbury to then to win a group race. He could improve again. Needs to, but could. Yeah, yeah, nice, mate. Um, hey, let's uh, head to race nine now, Salts, so the uh, last race on the card, which is the Group 3 Furphy Sprint for the Mares over the 1,100, set weights and penalties. And uh, you like something here at a bit of value. Yeah, I'll have 0.85 units on Ballistic Lover at $8 with Top Sport. And she won a 745-metre trial between runs in absolute weapon mode. It was incredibly fast time for the morning. Now, she's a fit very fast horse so you'd expect it but we're talking very fast some you know 14 lengths faster than the next best trial under double wraps she doesn't have any straight track experience but i'm happy to gamble she loves bowling along on the lead and she did change legs nicely in that recent trial too i made note to watch for that and and she switched those legs over nicely when she was rounding for home and, and had balanced up so horses like that that can bowl along can prove Hard to catch down the straight, and I think she's a good bet, Ballistic Lover. Yeah, nice. Eight bucks, good price. Hey, I want to ask you about a runner here, Salts, and she's. I've been, we've been saying this, I've said it a few weeks ago, this is a September run, and for some reason, not sure if it's just placement, can't find the right race, has somehow avoided HQ, and this is a favourite track, and um, in here, $5.50 chance. Is she too poorly weighted? What's the uh, what's the set against September run at five fifty? Yeah, well, she is paying for that Group 1 Coolmore win, isn't she? She's got 59 kilos, which is a big impost when you look down the weights. What's the minimum? 54. But I just don't know if she's going well enough. Like, I know that Flemington is her favorite track and she's a she's a Flemington specialist, but she, she was quite plain last start, I thought. And, you know, at 550, I think she's priced on what she's done like eight starts ago. When, and we haven't seen it since. So... Like there's no way I'd bet five fifty about her, and I I don't know what the market will do to her because sometimes it can gravitate to that past form and that past rating. But like I'm saying, I wouldn't take her. I wouldn't be surprised if she did get out a bit. Yeah, okay. That's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how she sort of ends up on the weekend and and see where she's at career wise too. I think Salts. Hmm. Uh, Let's move on to Sydney now, Salts. We're up into your jurisdiction, racing at Rose Hill this weekend. What can we expect in Sydney in terms of conditions, track-wise, weather-wise? Yeah, it's really nice weather, mate. And the rail's true for Golden Eagle Day. And, you know, Rose Hill can play up on speed. But 
I don't really see any any history of, of saying that it's going to be a hot rail or anything along those lines. But, you know, m- might be worth monitoring, but I don't think it'll be too bad, mate. Hey, let's kick things off nice and early in the card in race one. Benchmark 78 over the 1,200. Uh, you like one here? Yeah, I do. Catalan, I'm going to preface this saying I want 270, so let's wait. She's coming a bit 245 at the moment. She resumed off soft trials last prep and 58 weeks and walked in. Similar soft trials this time around in terms of the time, but moving really well and just 16 weeks off here. She's a bone-dry tracker, hates wet tracks, clearly the best horse in the race. Good speed on with even luck. She likely wins, but I think she might have found her bottom at 245. Okay, cool. And that's Catalan. And, mate, I'm 100% with you here. That first up win in her winter prep on the Kenzo from off the speed yeah, it was, looked outstanding. It was a fair bit of whoosh go, wasn't it? Yeah, and then failed the next start on the soft track. But yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just celebrate the good track wins, yep. eh? <laughs> All right, let's flick on to race two, mate. Benchmark 78 over the 1900. You got one for us here. Yeah, I sent this out early on the race club. I thought Prompt Prodigy was well over the odds. And and he was 51 and, and $10 when, when the markets went up. And, you know, you look back through his past form, Mighty Bill's hard to beat here. But Prompt Prodigy put a hole in Mighty Bill when he broke his maiden at Newcastle. So, you know, you've got that to line up. You've got... Him four weeks between runs with a nice trial between runs as well. The blinkers come off. He looks to sit up on speed in a race that that is lacking it. And, yeah, at that bigger price, I just thought he was too long. You know, he's he's run well here over 2,000 metres next to Young Werther, Cherry Tortoni at Group 2 level as a three-year-old. Mm. So, yeah, he was too big a price to not, to not bet. And he was caught deep no cover in a good mile race last start and Although he got left behind, his work through the line showed some want and some tenacity. So I think I think he still wants to be a racehorse. And just quietly, mate, you have you've been. I don't think you've you know gone hard enough at this. Salt's put this up with the race club at fifty-one to one, and it's been backed into sixteen bucks on the isn't it like three now? We got ten to place, and it's like three fifty. Yeah, it's three fifty to place now, and up at fifty-one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's... Cross your fingers, hope to die. <laughs> that's ferocious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shove some overs in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. All right, let's move on, <laughs> Salty, to race three, which is a class three highway over the 1200, and uh, you've got one here as well. Keen to bet here. Keen on being hot. He was excellent fresh. At 1,100 metres, he got used up early. He sat outside the leader and he got swooped on late by one that uh, old Salty Boy was on very sharp, mm. who is a proven highway performer, good horse. Run space four weeks to his next run, which he won last start. He was excellent. He sat three deep without cover on a tighter turning track, 1,100 metres, one running away. Second from that race was a last start winner. Third has won since in a decent race. And several that were distanced by him have gone on to play since. I think it's not a bad form race for the bush. He measures right up here f- from uh, a soft draw and 1,200 metres. And, you know, he, he went up 9.50, being hot. And I thought that's well over the old. I got him marked $5 favourite. So happy to bet. Yeah, nine bucks on top sport, being hot. Scotty likes beans, don't you, Scotty? Man's not hot, never hot. <laughs> beans not hot. What's the Scotty likes beans? 
Mate, it's Billy Madison. You've absolutely. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Can you edit? I've got. Can you I've edit got that? Yeah. Oh, we do. Oh, do. Is that Michael <laughs> Furrow? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I've given you some Miss Lippy absolute oh, gold, and you've God couldn't get over. Well, that. Miss Lippy's yeah. car's green, so it rattled yeah. me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been hot. Nine bucks, race three. Uh, let's move on to race four now, Salts, which is the Four Pillars benchmark 68. Every time I've been hearing about the Four Pillars, I keep thinking it's some like pop-up $7 million race or something. Yeah, like, I know. It's just, it's, but it's just a benchmark 68. It's a um, benchmark 68 worth like seven hundred grand. You, it's outrageous. I just don't understand it. I thought you put benchmark 68 there to like try and catch me out on the run sheet because I was thinking it was some feature race. But <laughs> anyway, I had to double check. Anyway, take it away. You like something here on an each way basis as well. Yeah, mate. Um, Divine Breath here. She was excellent last start behind different strokes. Who's the favorite in this race? And she gets four kilos off him. For that last start defeat. If you have a look at the replay of that race, uh, different strokes. He had the best run in transit in the history of horse racing. I've never seen a better run in transit ever. Divine Breath, she was sort of left behind from the six to the 350, but she knuckled down really strongly late. I think she chews up a good tempo 1500. She can blend in. Brock Ryan. Rocky Ryan. Oh, mate, mate. Nearly snuck under my radar, Rocky mate. Ryan yeah, claims yeah. down a 51 and a half. Sheesh. I think blends in midfield off a good tempo and eats a strong 1,500. She went up $34 and we sent that one early too, which was which was a stupid price considering, mm. you know, she's on the heels of the favourite in the race last start. She's got a better setup this time and gets four kilos. Off him and and we'll talk on thirty four to five fifty. You have yeah. to bet that. Yeah, I like it. Salts divine breath each way. Hey, I want to ask you about one. One in this race, I haven't really assessed it. The uh, four pillars. I think that's is that a gin distillery in the Yarra Valley. Uh, it is. Yeah, but I don't think that that's what is that's what's if that's what's nah. sponsoring it. They're not really promoting it that well. Nah, I've got no idea. I, yeah, okay. I, I have no idea. Mate, anyway, a black book or a mine? Good chat. <laughs> That's done me. Oh, God. <laughs> it sucks. A black book or a mine lobs here. And it has a significant weight relief and at a nice price. And that's the Kimmore trained uh, Conrad, ridden by Alicia Collett. Um, bet? No bet? No, nah, no bet. I think if every horse is at their best, I think he might be the best horse in the race. But... He had foot issues. He had to have a while out of work. He showed up last start straight to 1,400 to get him ready for this with the bar plates on, which is is quite a negative gear change. They stay on for this race, which means, you know, they're not completely on top of the issue. And, you know, if if he's off his best, I think he just might find it a bit too deep. If he wins this, he's a gun, a proper gun. He sustained some pretty tough tough runs with a big weight too, like three wide and in his previous. Yeah, yeah, races. yeah. It wasn't so, an easy run, but yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I'd rather know that the that a horse is nah, sound. That's that's a significant gear change. So mm. good, Saltsy. That's that's the only reason you're my friend. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> hey, uh, when we first met, mate, I thought you were. <laughs> 
Go on, mate. St- still am, mate. <laughs> hey, race seven. There's a, there's a little race going on, on at Rose Hill too. Race seven, the Golden Eagle for four-year-olds over 1,500. I think it's worth a cool seven mil or something. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, mate, you're, you're going to preview this race. Uh, how are you seeing it? I am, mate. I like to call it the Bronze Hawk. But... <laughs> Mate, at, at the time of the Silver Eagle, I, I wasn't convinced anything through that race could measure up. But the more I watch the replay, the more I warm to counter Rupee. Now, I was on him in the Silver Eagle. He should have walked in. The jockey was sitting about as patiently and confidently as possible on a horse before he copped enormous interference. He easily copped the most interference in that race. He got sent absolutely sideways. His effort to rebalance and let down again was outstanding. Not only was it a sharp sprint when he rebalanced again, but it, it tells me that he loves the fight. He, he's a he's a gutsy boy. You know, a lot of horses do shirk it in that particular scenario, and, and fair enough too. They don't like copying contact like that. He does have a sharp sprint. So from barrier four, I think he's drawn well to settle just off the speed, drop his head and let rip for one final effort with a position in run advantage over dangers like I'm Thunderstruck, Private Eye. So I'll bet counter rupee for 0.65 of a unit mm-hmm. and Apache Chase for 0.75 of a unit. He runs them along, gives a sight. He is, again, a very gutsy boy. He loves dry tracks. He's a horse that lives for eating up strong tempos and kicking off those. And horses like that win heaps and heaps of races. And that's exactly what he's done. He put Eagle Farm only tag to bed with that brilliant win in the Wheatwood and format of that's already good. And, you know, I think he's up the top and out of trouble, whereas I'm Thunderstruck. Private Eye sets up far worse today than he did at, at the Ramwick Mile. You know, they're, they're back in trouble. So I think Counter Rupee and Apache Chase for me. Good stuff. I'm, I'm definitely going to follow you in on Counter Rupee Salts. That that last start was one of the all-time hip and shoulders. Wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah, I want to... I wanna, uh, butter up and make something off that. But I also want to be with I'm Thunderstruck at 420. Mate, he this guy's dopamine on tap, I reckon. He is the he's the horse that I want to be cheering for and make a winner as well. So huge in the Rupert Clark. Gave away plenty um, and was better in the Turak. Um, impressive win there. So yeah, like a little bit against him probably in terms of the weights off that last run in the Turak. But um, I, I think he's an absolute talent so uh if he gets the sydney way going i think he'll he'll race pretty well mate and that's uh so i'm gonna have a little two-bet play with you there yeah can't argue good horse yeah let's move on now salts to race eight benchmark 78 over the 1100 yeah half a unit here on reduce image just a small play enough meat on the bone to bet posted her two best career ratings last prep admittedly they're in queensland but Although she trialed in slow time recently, it was in okay company and I just thought she moved well. I think she gets a nice run. Tommy Berry teams up with Chris Lees here and they've got a really high profit on turnover over their career teaming up together. And, you know, I was with Delexo last start, had a good bet on him at 1,000 metres, sort of just got the front easy, bowled along, never going to lose. Bit more pressure here in 1,100. He can win, he's a good horse, but... I think the the values with Redoot's image, and you're looking at thirteen bucks for Redoot's image uh, there, Saltsy in in race eight. So nice bit of value. 
Uh, let's flick on now to race nine. And uh, she's the uh, bit of the value king about you this mm-hmm. week, Salts, at Rose Hill. You're only going to need to land one or two of these to have a, a ripper of a day up in Sydney. So you got another bit of value here in race nine at benchmark 78 over the 15 hunch. Yeah, that's it, mate. And, you know, this is probably equal best bet of the day at Rose Hill. And this is golly arm lucky. And I'm going to back him for a full unit. He's bursting to win a race. He's absolutely flying without winning. Gets a positive jockey change here and a smaller field, so he gets his chance. He was dead set jogging in behind them last start. He was out way too late. When he got out, he powered home once he saw daylight. He beat Equation there, absolutely hands down, fair and square. He went up double his price. Mm. He's had zero luck this prep. He finds the right race. Brooksby, the one to beat, seven weeks off, does map well, a little bit short. I think the value's with... Golly, I'm lucky, and I'm keen to follow him and and back him and make him pay. Nice, mate. The golly, I'm lucky. What into nine bucks now? They're yep. on top sport. So, yep. yes, value value unit hunter. Look out, <laughs> weapon, <laughs> weapon. All right, let's head to that. Rounds out all the tips at at our Rose Hill for the weekend. Let's head now to Adelaide. And Morfittville course proper this week. We've got uh, three tips here, Saltsy. And the first one, uh, I'm going to kick things off in race six, which is a benchmark 64 over the 1,200. One of our mates, the uh, the Volcano, will chill with TJ at four. <laughs> chill with TJ is at $4.50. Mate, I liked how he came back last start. You absolutely potted the trial on the show. So you wanted to sort of make him a bet last start. He got... Pipped by hearty lass, and uh, you're probably glad you didn't make him a bet because yeah, a I sick, was. It's a bit of a sicky and a head bob, but um, he's going to take a lot from that first up run and drops in weight here, gets a Gary Low claim, and he's going to get the gun run in behind the speed, and certainly going to be in the finish. So I'm making two with TJ at 450 a bet at Morfittville in race six, mate. Yeah, fair dart, mate. Yeah, that trial I, I couldn't see. What was going on past the post? It was extraordinary. <laughs> when, you know, when the Sultan's tweeting people about cameras and trials, yeah. he's blowing up. All right. Hey, race seven is a benchmark 86 over the 1,200, and and one of your old familiar faces lobs here again too. Yes, mate. Rock the ring. He's airborne. Had him on side two back at 1,200 metres. It was just a, a walk, then dash home, and, and he bolted in. Was a little bit against back in trip last start, more speed, 1,100, and he flogged him again. He's just a no-nonsense sprinter that puts himself in the race and and finishes off, and I'll back that every day. Yeah, nice stuff. And, and Rock the Rings at $2.40 on top sport. I tell you what, if if Taken Off wins this race, so it's 11 bucks. I'm going to take myself off my balcony because we've been with this. We've been with this. Oh, we've, been, we've been with this thing every start this prep, and I can just, I can, I can just see it unfolding, mate. But I'll, uh, I'm going to follow you in as well there on, uh, on Rock the Ring. Yeah, uh, let's know, let's head to race eight, which is the John Letts Cup over 1800 meters, and uh, I think this is the this is the feature race on the card at uh, Morfittville for the day, and uh, there's something here that, that you're pretty uh, pretty keen on? Or Yeah, I, I think Perfect Route looks a good bet. He was excellent last start in the Murray Bridge Cup. He jumped well, and he got involved in the early speed battle, which was quite hot. He came back out of it, and then at a key stage, just as the winner and the runner-up were improving out in those wider lanes, he was held up. I think given his early work, in that race and, and the way he finished off 
through the line after being held up that he's actually looking for a step up in trip. So I think he can progress well here. He gets two kilos off sign of Ashuri for a narrow defeat, two back over 1550. I think perfect route's more suited out in trip and he gets the weight off. So yeah, I think he, he's got a much nicer map today to settle forward in a race that actually lacks speed. So he can go for home early and, and try and bully them. Excellent. And that's at $4.40. And, and Saltz, I know you're always pretty happy with your own work and he's rolled out, and you might have heard this a few times, and he's rolled out perfect route, but I think it's perfect route. So Saltzy, <laughs> leave, leave your shenanigans out of the uh, spec segment, please, mate. <laughs> 10 out of 10, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, I've just got a quick one for us at Eagle Farm. Been really into these smash and grab jobs around the ground lately. So I'm a smash and grab. I know. And I'm going to smash and grab in race four at Eagle Farm. It's a three-year-old handicap over the thousand. And I really like Stella Magic, who's at about two two bucks forty. Uh, the O'Day and Hoisted Train Philly. She let rip last start at this track and uh, was just beaten by Glorious Ruby, who looks like a pretty smart horse. Yeah, I think she's going to benefit from a strong tempo. It's a seven-horse field, and she's going to have the last crack over the top. So I think Stella Magic, smash and grab, $2.40 in the fourth at Eagle Farm. Outstanding. Nothing hey, for me there, mate. Yeah, you're, are, you on a, are you still on a Queensland ban, or have you lifted? No, I'm not. I got a, I got a winner there last week, but okay. um, I, I'm not going to look at all. Just too much good stuff going on down here to bother with that. Yeah, it's a fair dart. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's a real sort of why have sausages when you got steak at home type <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, let's uh, head to two units now. Salts, our best bets from around Australia, and and as always, I'll uh, I'll kick things off, and I'm heading to HQ, mate. And it's nice and early in the day. It's race two. It's the Hotham Handicap Group Three, twenty five hundred meters win, and you're into the Melbourne Cup. And I am on Mankayan at $3.80. So been following this guy since he arrived in Oz. And I'm sure he went into a few black books first up over the mile at HQ. I think it was a benchmark 84 or something. He absolutely let rip down the outside. Uh, has since gone to Sydney and had to carry some big weights and cop a couple of Huey stink bombs at Kembla. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Beat home uh, Alcyon last start, second up. Off a freshen and rock hard fit. Mate, Ma Eustace, they just get it right at this time of year. Blinkers first time, drops from 60 kilos to 54. It's just got my recipe. It's just a bet every single week for me. And uh, I'm really keen, Mankayan, in the second. And uh, I reckon you'll see that horse in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm keen as well to, to back him. And I'm coming with you. One thing... We, we should note is Great House has an asterisk next to his name, whether or not he's going to be here. They they haven't scratched him yet. They're not sure whether or not he can go straight to the cup or not. I don't sure. care if he's here or not. I, I'd rather him be here, to be honest, because I think that Mankayan can win all the things you mentioned, the weight drop, the blinkers on. It just looks like a proper set play, and these guys are just pure genius trainers. So, you know, he's fresh in five weeks, back in trip to 2,000 metres, then Blinkers on to 2,500, drop six kilos at HQ yeah. and what, for, for a spot in the Melbourne Cup. Like Yeah, and what Great House is currently favourite. And yep. then if Great House comes out, Mankayan's obviously deductions are going to be stupid. Yeah. We'll, we'll, prob- sort of, we'll probably cop about 260. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. Like I'm 
if Great House comes out, it, I'd be taking. I'd still be happy to take. You know, anything just in the just in the red. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just yeah. in the black. Just in the black. Sorry yeah, about being tired. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's an absolute bet, mate. Yeah. All right, so I'll see over to you. Your two units. Uh, you know, you like to you like to venture around and uh, get to all the good tracks and the big races for your mm. two units each week. So where where are we heading this week? Have you got one? Is it witchy? Is it witchy proof? <laughs> 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 is that where the races are Saturday? Race one, witchy proof maiden, salts two units, <laughs> mate. I. I wasn't. I went to a weird ass race last week, but I wasn't happy with the ride. I, I still think it should have placed. But anyway, um, I am going. Uh, you know, I know that there's Derby Day on, but I want to look after the battler. So I'm going to a benchmark sixty at Morfordville over the fifteen thirty. <laughs> it's basically the only Saturday race that's a metro race that that rates below seventy in, in the history of the world. <laughs> so it's that lowly, but. There's a horse I backed last start called Bolt By, and I thought he was beaten by the barrier. He worked early, then faced the breeze and got swooped on late. It was an excellent run. He is primed to win. He strikes a race here full of inconsistent or out-of-form nags. One that is in form that beat him last start is Enlist, but he gets two kilos off Enlist for that defeat and a much kinder race shape and barrier and map. I think he's progressing well and... I think he wins this race. He looks our most likely winner, and I'm keen to back him for 1.25 units. Bolt by Morfittville race four, benchmark 60, the old Irish spring fling. <laughs> oh, and a couple of those. Jeez, <laughs> Mate, four bucks 52, bolt by. Uh, nice, nice price, Salts, for yep. the uh, for the best bet for you, mate. Um, absolutely pumped for this weekend. Cannot wait. Pumped for you to uh, for us to be in the uh, in the pod in Flemington for two units one cup on Sunday. We're going to be doing a runner by runner um, sort of operation. We'll look at every runner obviously in the cup, and we're going to give our we'll give like a what a five hundred dollar play salts or fifty dollars oh, or look, two dollar two dollar <laughs> play. Actually, it depends on Saturday. If we have a ripper, we'll give two thousand dollar play. Uh, just one long day, footy. You know that. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I'm excited to talk with you in the flesh salts on Sunday, uh, listeners. All the best grand final day this weekend, and uh, you know, keep keep something in the tank for the rest of the week. It's it's a big it's a big few days coming up. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Two Units Podcast. Before you send us packing for another week, please ensure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or hit the follow button on Spotify so you never miss a tip. While you're at it, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. And as always, please gamble responsibly.